1: And now, WBSM's big gun,
2: Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in our number two of the program here on Monday. Plenty of room for you at 508-996-0500 or by hitting up App Chat on the WBSM app. And in the next hour, we'll be joined by Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light. We'll turn on the light. About all kinds of things that were happening in the city this past week, but also, of course, we'll talk more about what happened Friday at New Bedford High School. Uh, we will get into some of the app chat messages as well. Uh, it wasn't wasn't um, wasn't that I was ignoring you; it's just that I wanted to make sure that I saved them for when we had time to discuss them a little bit more in depth. Uh, so let's see, let's go uh, all the way back. So Jeff says, Jeff in New Bedford says, how frustrating is Tim's job? It's actually not. Um, you know, we get into it, me and some of the callers, but then, you know, when the show is over, at least I don't know how they handle it, but when the show is over, I leave the studio, I go into my office, I start working on other things and I'm blessed with a terrible memory. So I forget things very quickly after it happened. People say to me all the time, they're like, oh, you spent 20 years covering the Patriots. You spent 10 years covering the Celtics. You were there for the championship runs. You must have so many great memories. I actually remember very little about what I witnessed. <laughs> I'll go back and watch some of the videos and some of the like documentaries they made and all that. And I'll look back and I'll say, I don't remember any of that. Like I don't remember that happening. Oh, that's that's pretty which is, you know, a blessing and a curse. Because it means I get to to re- relive everything for the first time, I guess, even though I was there seeing it happen. But it's just when you're there and you're in the moment and you're doing the job, maybe it's different for me than it is for other people. You know, I I saw Bob Ryan. There was a there's an excellent documentary if you haven't seen it yet, an excellent documentary on Netflix about Bill Russell. It's called Bill Russell Legend. And it gets into all aspects of his life. Uh, And it really does. And I'm one of my treasured experiences in my life is getting to have spent time around Bill Russell on multiple occasions and to hear him tell stories and to, to be there when, when he would laugh that, that trademark cackle. And I even made him laugh like that once myself. And it was one of the greatest feelings I've ever had in my life, but to, um, to watch that documentary and to see a guy like Bob Ryan who's been covering the Celtics forever and watching the Celtics forever and for him to remember all these little moments of the game. And, you know, sometimes when you're doing a documentary like that, they'll feed you specifics. You know, you're like you might not remember exact dates of a game or the exact setup of, you know, what the score was, how much time was on the clock and all that stuff. Sometimes they'll feed you that and have you repeat it. Well, they'll say, well, talk about, you know, what the score was. Okay, the score was tied, you know, this uh, and... They'll feed you that information because they don't expect you to remember all the, you know, they don't want you to have to memorize a bunch of dates and things to come in and be part of a documentary. But I promise you that when Bob Ryan was saying that stuff on that documentary, it was, he was pulling it out of his memory because I have sat next to him at multiple games and he just is a historian. He remembers everything that he's ever seen. I'm not like that. You know, when I'm there doing the job, I remember more things that I watched as a fan than I remember things that I covered as a reporter because I'm, I'm so in the moment of writing about it. And part of what what works for me in order for me to be able to jump into the next story and because, you know, I'm, I'm pretty quick at cranking out content. That's why I was a, a good sports writer, because if the game didn't get over till 11, I could still hit that 1130 deadline. But part of that is I kind of just wipe everything from my memory a bit after it happens. So anyway. Uh, So, yeah, so it's not too frustrating for me to do my job in that regard. Uh, Always watching in New Bedford says, Viva Tennessee. Uh, Let's see. M in New Bedford says, we just watched Mrs. Doubtfire over the weekend, and my husband and I were discussing why this movie hasn't come up in conversation more often in today's environment. In theory, drag drag queen story time is the same as the premise of Mrs. Doubtfire. However, may I ask how the drag queen story hour personalities dressed? Are they in their flashy, attention-grabbing costumes that define their drag queen identity, or are they dressed as 70-year-old sweet grannies? Perhaps the stereotype of either person here is the essence of this debate. Well, I can tell you that in the photos and the videos I've seen of the drag queen story times that have happened here locally, uh, I don't, I know I haven't really paid attention to the ones that are happening outside the area, but the ones that have happened here locally, um, they, I wouldn't call it, you know, completely modest, but I also wouldn't call it sexualized either. You know, they're wearing um, the the kind of dress you might see a, a pop singer wear in a performance. You know, there it, it's it's not. And again, this is me seeing photos and videos, so I haven't been there. But it looks like maybe just a little bit above the knee dress. Um, you know, low cut but not exposing cleavage. Uh, and of course they have the makeup and the wig on and i i don't think that what they do and what they are doing in that moment is sexualized what are they seeing a pair of legs their teacher might wear a skirt what are they seeing a a, a low cut shirt their teacher might wear something that's a little low cut makeup and and a wig hate to tell you, there's probably some people walking around in makeup and a wig that aren't drag queens because that's just how they want to present themselves. So they're not seeing anything that I think would make them overly sexualized, except for the people that just don't like the idea of a man dressing in women's clothing. And then in terms of the performance, first of all, it's a misnomer or, or a misconception to think that every, every drag performance is body. There certainly are body drag performances, but there are also plenty of people who perform in drag that don't go that route, just like not every comedian uses foul language. You know, just, be, just because some comedians use the F-word doesn't mean that Jerry Seinfeld has to, and he's, he's done pretty well for himself, not working blue. So some of them are performers who just, you know, go out and sing cabaret. Some of them are just performers who go out and do, you know, the Barbra Streisand impressions. And the Judy Garland impressions. And I don't mean the stereotype. Those are just who they do as impressions. So it's not so much that um, they're doing... It, it's not so much that the act that they could be doing is necessarily hypersexualized either. But I would think, obviously, give the people who run the libraries, who screen these people, who have them quarry checked before they come and, and read to kids, and who are there as they're doing so, give them some credit. Give the parents that bring their kids and sit there some credit. If somebody suddenly decided they were going to try to groom a kid in the middle of a drag queen story time, pretty sure that one of the parents would have stood up and said so by now. But it's it's just this this made-up, made-up thing that people are saying is happening. That's not. 508-996-0500, good morning. You're next on WBSM.
3: So, Tim, um, I'm going to have to assume... I don't like to do, that WBSM, or your show at least, is now the spokesperson or spokes channel for the the transgender.
2: So why would you assume that?
3: (laughs) Because all you do is stick up
2: for them. We're having a conversation about something that's in the news. Excuse me? We're having a conversation about something that's in the news. Did you um, take dancing lessons as a young man? I did
3: not. Because you are the best tap dancer I've ever met. Why? Because all you do is tap dance around this issue. Well, you, what, what's, everybody, what's the everybody issue everybody then? knows. Everybody knows that you're for it. So why don't you just come out and say you're 100% for it?
2: When did I not say that I wasn't for it? I've been pretty obvious in the fact that I'm for it. What am I for?
3: You're for having transgenders come in and read to little kids and trying to say it's not sexualized. It's not. Mrs. Delphi... When did you last go into a library and read to a kid? If you take the, the premise of Mrs. Delphi, it was a man trying to see his children... And the whole, he wasn't a, a true transgender going and dancing in nightclubs and doing all the, the things that they do.
2: How do you know that the, the the drag queens that are coming and performing at this go out and dance in nightclubs? Maybe they go to Whites of Westport and perform as Barbara Streisand.
3: Maybe they do. Whatever, Tim. You just keep raising their flag for them. Well, you
2: just keep calling in with your hateful statements all the time. Nothing to say to that? I will raise that flag for them anytime time that they want me to. You know what would be nice, though? If I didn't have to. If all you bigoted people that just, God forbid, a, a man wears a dress, go, go protest a woman wearing pants. I don't see you doing that. Why is one more natural than the other? Right? is the ridiculous caller called in on Friday... And sent a letter to Kate, pointed out that the Bible says women shouldn't wear pants. Go protest that. See how ridiculous you look. I just explained to you the process of what they go through before they go and they speak at these libraries. I just explained to you how it happens. Don't let the facts get in the way, though. Don't let the facts get in the way and actually influence your opinion. Don't actually listen to the other side and maybe learn a thing or two. No, just stay bigoted. Stay closed-minded. Don't bother to actually learn what's going on at these drag queen story times. Don't bother to actually learn what happened Friday at that protest. Don't bother to learn what it is that people are upset about because, you know, it doesn't fit your narrative. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, let
4: me um, let me ask you this: Why do these um, why do these uh, drag queens want to perform in in uh, in libraries? Why don't they keep it in nightclubs? Uh, we don't need this for for children. It, it, I I think it's disgusting.
2: What's disgusting about somebody reading to children?
4: No, reading is fine. But you know what? What they're trying to do is they're trying to push their um, their agenda on the kids. What's maybe their agenda? The reading is a, what's, is a, what's their
2: agenda to put on a performance well, that's entertaining? their
4: agenda is maybe to to show that um, you know the uh, kids that are perfectly straight um, need to uh, need to uh, uh, you know have to be exposed to this type of
2: stuff. Well, why why couldn't they be exposed to it? What does it matter if they're straight?
4: You know, it, maybe it should be good for them to be exposed to it but not at such a young age
2: i mean have you ever looked at a drag queen and said to yourself damn i'm gay now
4: no i didn't but why do
2: you you expect that that would happen to anybody else because at
4: at young ages kids are much easily uh influenced than you know what they're
2: trying uh, to teach kids of a young age not to judge people based on their physical appearance
4: no, but you have to have some judgment. You've got to have good judgment. And, and good judgment has, has a little bit to do with, uh, with what's normal and what isn't. You know, Your normal is not if, the
2: same as my normal.
4: Maybe not, but how many, how many people are transgender, if you think about it? Well, there 1%?
2: Does that matter? What does it matter how yeah, it many does people because, there are?
4: Because the, the exaggeration that you're putting on kids uh, for, for a 1% percentile... You, at, you, at, you do, at a young age you do realize I, I mean come on no,
2: well, I have them so so explain to me how this works do, do drag queens get buses and go pick up a bunch of kids and kidnap them and bring them to the library to have to read stories to them or do parents no, choose to bring to. them there? they
4: don't need to what they do is they push a uh, uh, they push a um, a liberal agenda so that they can use it as a uh, oh so, so a liberal agenda to, is to make the problem the here. communication
2: a liberal agenda is the problem here nobody's allowed to think differently than you
4: well, you know what, thinking differently is fine, but you know what, it, it when you when you um you know, using a using an excuse to uh to push a a particular uh style of of living uh, on kids. Nobody's to pushing a lifestyle
2: on kids by having drag queens read to them.
4: Yeah. Well, it, it it all it all seems to be a stepping stone to something that that's bigger and and it's not good.
2: I'm sorry. Well, you're making the assumption right away that that lifestyle is... no. okay, hang up. See, that's the problem is you can't... None of you can use logic in your argument. You're going to come at me with, oh, it's just not right. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, good
5: good morning, young man. Hey, have you had the opportunity to listen to the uh, radio transcription and what happened at the trampoline park Saturday night?
2: Uh, No, I have not.
5: Okay, so basically what went down was... That's a little more than being reported. A preteen or teenager spotted this gentleman with a firearm in his waistband, called 911, told him where the person was, gave a general description, something happened with the phone, they called him back, told them where they physically were from the point the child called to the point the police were on the scene and had the guy in handcuffs was about 15 minutes. Literally, basically, the police said, you listen to the uh, transmission, they realize they're not going to approach heavy. So they all shut down their lights. They go to an opposite side entrance. One is in the forward entrance, and they secure the situation. It was amazing. The courage that it took for a teenager to do that, and his worried about his well-being as well as other people, was amazing. Yeah. It's been uh. on Facebook since at least this morning.
2: Absolutely. Now, I mean, of course, there's also, you know, the potential, too, that that person, in this particular case, it was somebody who had an illegal firearm. They weren't allowed to carry a firearm. They were a convicted felon. Um, I think they, I think and he they had a
5: warrant of some kind. Of- I think
2: they were. I think he was convicted. He has a number of, of charges in his past, uh, especially gun related crimes. Uh, but like you know the, the Massachusetts court's documents are so screwed up that I try to go in there and I try to type and find when the, when the case came up and what the verdict was, and you can't find any of this stuff because mm-hmm. it's just the, the system needs an overhaul and it needs to be better fixed. But anyway, so I'm assuming that he's probably had a conviction, or at least he's I know that he's been out on, on prob- he's on probation, so he must have had a conviction. Yep. Now that I say that, yeah, okay. So you know, in this particular case, it was somebody who had a gun that they shouldn't have. And then if it was somebody who had a legal gun and the police showed up, all that they would have had to do is say, hey, I have a legal gun. It's okay. Here's my permit. Everything's cool. And then they would have moved on. So I'm not, you know, I would never begrudge somebody that felt unsafe in a situation, you know, calling it in. Um, And I also think most responsible legal gun owners would have made sure that a kid wouldn't have seen it on them too. So, um, you know, just just to bring in all the sides of the discussion before people call in and say, well, maybe that kid should mind his own business. Mm Mm-hmm. So, all he right. Said, he felt some, some form of threatening, and it's pretty
5: amazing. And the fact that um, I was listening to it. Wow, I listened to it twice. I was like, wow. And you could hear the units driving, how they're going to do it, what the approach should be. Done pretty well and handled pretty well. Thank God. Nobody got hurt.
2: Yep, That's absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for Have the call. a good day, my friend. You as well. And uh, and again, as uh, as I said before, you know, the, the, the problem with this is people... You know, I tried, I didn't put, you know, the trampoline park in the headline of the story. Um, you know, and I, I tried to, to be careful with it because you don't want to impugn the business. Because, you know, we've, we've seen this happen before. There's a fight outside of business. We write about it. We, If you use a photo of the business, then the business owner gets upset and says, hey, this happened outside. It had nothing to do with us. They weren't even customers. Like they were just walking by our store and that's where they got into a fight. So, you know, we're trying to be a little bit more cautious about the way that we report things like that. And also, I just hope that people are being more cautious in the way that they are uh, sharing the story and discussing it amongst themselves, not to impugn the business based on this. Um, we, we can't expect that every business is going to restrict who can walk in and have a firearm on them. Some places can. Uh, some places will request that you don't but they can't force you not to uh, so it's it's a matter of I'm sure this has probably come up before at that business just just by the nature of the business you got a bunch of people jumping around on trampolines that they probably don't want people bringing weapons in. They may even have a sign-up. that says, I've never been. They may have a sign-up that says, you know, no weapons of any kind because of the nature of the business. Not because they're trying to keep you from your constitutional right to bear arms, but because they don't want a gun falling off in the middle of a trampoline with a bunch of kids jumping on it. So they'll be talking more about it tonight on South Coast Tonight. Uh, This evening, they've got an action-packed program for you. Chris will be back with Marcus. And tonight, they will have... Uh, Chris Markey and Mark Montigny on at seven to talk about some major developments in that Dartmouth septic story. And then at eight o'clock, they will have New Bedford Police Union President Evan Bielski talking about the story about the person with the gun at the trampoline park as well. So that'll be tonight on South Coast Tonight. And of course, they'll take your phone calls as they do each evening. And it'll be great hearing Chris back as well. So the other part of it With the, the, in, in regards to that is, you know, you want to encourage people if they don't feel like they're safe in a situation to speak up, right? You want to talk about that. You want to, you want to impress that upon people. So what this kid did is, is great in that regard. I would hope that any, as I said, you know, any legal gun owner would make sure that, you know, the kid's not going to see that they have it. Sometimes you can't help it. You know, sometimes you have your weapon concealed and you may have, you know, a shirt that when you turn to the certain side, you can kind of see it, you know, profiled a little bit in the shirt. That, that kind of stuff can happen. But it sounded like this was more of a case of it wasn't as concealed as 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 it should have been. And as it turns out, it was an illegal gun. Or well, the person wasn't legally allowed to carry a gun. And that was one of two illegal firearm seized in that night on that night so kudos to the new bedford police for that and to that young person that that called that in as well uh let's go back to well i gotta take a break why don't i take a break when we take that break we'll come back more of your phone calls 508-996-0500 and more of your app chat messages from the wbsm app
1: no here w
2: in 508-996-0500 if you want to call in, or if you want to send in a Snapchat message on the WBSM app, you can do that. Um, we're trying to get back into some of these. Uh, let's see. Um, not every statement that is the opposite of the way you feel is hateful. People of all people should be allowed to have their own opinions. Yes, that is true. But if you are coming from a perspective of intolerance toward another person's lifestyle, that is hateful. And I'm sorry if you feel like it isn't, but it is. It's hateful to feel like somebody shouldn't be allowed to live the way they want to live because it's something that you disagree with. you know, within within reason. Obviously, if somebody wants to be a, a pedophile or a murderer, you know, we don't condone those things because those things are illegal. But somebody just wanting to dress up as a woman, a man dressing up as a woman to go read to children. Uh, let's see. R in Dartmouth says it's okay. I think it's okay for drag queen story time to go on. I would rather see a drag queen reading, hold on, reading a story. And I would be more comfortable with that than with a priest. Well, they did have a priest who went and read to children, um, in fall river uh, last week or the week before. And I'm assuming that that person went through the same checks that they have. The drag Queens go through when they read that they go through a quarry check and uh, that somebody is present with them at all times with the kids. Not not making any assumption about a priest just because any adult that comes in from the community that wants to do this, they have procedures that they follow. So rather than, you know, and, and I'm, I'm somebody who does not have any religious beliefs. I'm not assuming that because that priest is going in there, he is recruiting, grooming children to become whatever whatever religious belief he is, religious denomination. The same way I wouldn't assume that a drag queen who's just going and reading a book to kids, which are usually about tolerance, would be trying to groom them to anything except being more tolerant people. Um, I also got a message here. Hold on. Let me read this one. This one says, uh, it is hard not to call your show and criticize the homophobes over the air. Well, I don't want to get into going after other other callers. Didn't we learn anything about civil rights from the past 75 years? I feel like I'm living on 19, in 1935 Alabama after listening while I'm driving to work. Um, the people need to know when they're be, being ignorant. I am mortified. And then Dan, let's see, I'm trying to make sure I get into every one of them here. And I was saving this one because I want to make sure I had enough time to discuss it i didn't want to shortchange it so dan in new bedford uh hold well, on me load it up because he wrote something else there and by the way if you want to get involved in this you can just download the wbsm app and you can send these in dan says don't want to start a whole argument with you but i was just wondering if you could enlighten the listening audience with what the non-gender confused girl said about white men at the rally the video was on new bedford guide in case someone wants to see it everybody knew this was going to turn into a you know what show Well, I I would not characterize it as that. I would characterize it as this was something that the students got to have their say. The administration allowed them to do so. They made sure that things didn't get out of hand. And everybody went on with their day from there. So I think that if something like this is going to happen, it seemed like it was kind of a textbook way of how you want it to happen, right? Like this this was the model to follow. I mean, I think the kids probably should have put a little bit more notice out that they were going to do it, at least to the school administrators. But other than that, it was not a you-know-what show. I think it was pretty well handled. And and Kate's in the newsroom. She can let us know if there's anything different because she was down there for it. But from everything that I've seen and read about it, it was not a you-know-what show. Uh, but in terms of that girl's comments, so what she did is she was commenting. She she had the 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 megaphone, the bullhorn, or whatever, and she was trying to lead you know fire up the crowd a little bit. You know, lead them into some of the 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 chants that they were doing and everything. And she was talking about how they need you know rights. They they need to stress the rights for LGBTQ people. And she kind of made an offhand comment about like, what does he know? You know, he's a white man, like basically just trying to say, like, white men don't understand what it's like for these marginalized groups to live their daily lives and, and have these types of experiences. And I cringe alone at that because if, if you're trying to preach tolerance and, and unity, don't zero in on something that is a characteristic that divides. So that was, that was definitely a misstep. And then she tried to get a chant of screw white men, which I don't know if that took off because the way the video shows it, um, nobody joins her in that. But I asked Kate about it. She said she didn't even hear that. She was probably interviewing somebody else at that point in time, but that uh, she wasn't around when that happened. So I don't think that the kids, it didn't seem like from the video that the kids engaged in, in that. Part of it, Like even the kids might have been like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, that's not, we're not going that far. We're not bringing that into it. So again, that happens at all kinds of rallies and protests like this. This isn't something that you point to and you say, see, 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 that's the real truth of it. They're just against white men. No, it was somebody just said something dumb in the course of a protest that was for a good reason. And it was a misstep that shouldn't have happened. But I'm not going to tear apart everything that happened there and and, and the the, the rights for these students to say, you know, we've had enough. We don't feel safe. You heard the city council president on this program last Friday say that's a concern if students feel like they're not safe in their school. And it took this protest to initiate conversations that said sh- that she said she would be happening with Superintendent Anderson in and not only asking him about that statement, but also what he is. And, and she she told us she wants to know what he and his staff are going to do about the fact that those students don't feel safe. So the grownups in the room that you voted for. Are taking these concerns Seriously. For everybody that is like, well, Sean Oliver has a right to his own opinion. These kids shouldn't be protesting just because they don't agree with something that Sean Oliver said. You might have missed the part where Sean Oliver said he supports the kids' right to protest over what it was that he said. And where he said he too planned to meet with these students, although he wanted to do it privately. He said he didn't want to go down there and be a distraction, yet he drove by multiple times. Uh, he told New Bedford Light he was out collecting campaign signs. But he plans on meeting with the students individually. Well, you know, uh, privately, not, not in, in the middle of a, of a protest rally. To talk with them about uh, the concerns. And I, I fully believe he will do that. So he's taking it seriously too so you can't just easily dismiss it because you just don't agree with what the kids are trying to say 508-996-0500 you're next on wbsm what's up tim how you doing
1: so in your words uh that non-binary student there said that uh you said that it was an offhand comment i mean i don't think it's an offhand comment i think it's Plain, downright racist.
2: Okay, so hold on.
1: Are we not? Are we not? Are we not? Are, are we uh, as is white, Caucasian? The, the Caucasian race is that not a race?
2: So Does you're saying you're, you're, you're saying or, you're saying she's racist yeah, uh-huh. because she said that his, his 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 view of a as a white man he doesn't understand what it is that these marginalized groups have gone through. So you say that that's a racist statement to make.
1: Is that the full statement she made? marginalized uh, groups and all that other she stuff. She was talking. Your no,
2: she was talking about you know we need to stand up for LGBTQ and trans and all that and you know of course he doesn't understand he's a white man.
1: Right. So that right there is downright racist.
0: No, How I don't agree. Not racist.
2: I don't agree.
1: So so.
2: It's it pretty much Would, would not that be like me saying you don't understand what the Ukrainians are going through because you're American, you don't you don't have to worry about your loss of freedom no, like that?
1: Nationality nationality and race is two different no, things. No, it's
2: only two different things if you make it that way.
1: No, come on, okay, two so two so then
2: answer me this. answer me this. If if that's a racist thing for her to say uh-huh. just because she pointed out that he's a white man and he doesn't understand what these communities have gone through, then is it not transphobic for him to post the things that he posted? Is it not homophobic for him to post the things that he posted?
1: So two wrongs are gonna make a right, in your in no. your eyes two wrongs make a right. No, that's not what I'm
2: saying at all. I'm saying well, if you're gonna your, paint that broad brush and people. say that that's what it means, and you have to say for the other side too, and in which case she's absolutely right then to point out the fact that uh, you know he doesn't understand it because he's a white man.
1: So, you know, it's just like I just said before: two wrongs are making a right, In your in your
2: eyes. You know that you know of, you know that some, pointing out that somebody's white or black also speaks to their culture too. It talks, to the, it talks to the way that they've grown up, it talks to the way that they have experienced the world. It doesn't necessarily just mean it's about what, uh, what race they are. It just means well, it's way about she, that experience. So the,
1: way she was, so the way she was brought up was to, to, to bash the white guy to point out that the, to point out skin color matters, right? Because You've had it so hard as a white guy
2: this, that obviously you've well, got to zero in on every time somebody brings it up, but thats who, not me? That's not the point of what she's making. She's making it, I the had, point. You just, you no, I'm you speaking generally. It, I I'm not. I'm not it. speaking directly about you. I'm speaking about people that take issue with that comment.
1: Right. I, I listen. Uh, I, it's not that I, I. And I do find. And I do take issue to that comment because if I were to say something about a non-binary white person, or however you want to categorize that person, that said that they would find they would find they would take offense to it just as much as I take offense to the white comment
2: I don't I don't know why you can't look at the comment on the surface for what it is it's not it's not racism
1: so let me ask you this then when do you feel like
2: it's racist every time a survey asks you if you're caucasian or if you're not
1: well like government surveys
2: any survey it's asking you that because it's trying to get a profile of who you are as a person and to get an idea of what your experience in the world is
1: i so i, I what if I don't answer that?
2: Then you don't have to.
1: All right. But she doesn't have to she doesn't have to come out and say anything about white people
2: either. But she chose to. She chose this, to. This is what it is. I knew everybody would zero in on this is like let's throw everything <laughs> out because one girl pointed out they're that Sean Oliver they're is they're white, not. which I don't how even about, How about how about when the how about when the the, the group uh, leader
1: was in front of city hall. I think I, I don't know if I don't know if, if Carlos heard it or somebody heard it, but uh, or witnessed it, but Sean Oliveira, after the swearing, he ended up walking outside shaking hands and everything and, you know, doing the right thing and, and, and taking, you know, taking it head on. I believe I heard it on South Coast tonight. I was listening Friday night. But, uh, you know, he ended up shaking hands and everything. And the leader of the, of the group, well, it might have been one of the pers- the people, one of the leaders of the group, okay, uh, of what said group? that they were of this LGBTQ thing group, that the protesting group. OK, said that they, he needs to kneel down and bow in front of them in order for them to, to accept any kind of apology. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Come on.
2: So it's, it's ridiculous. It doesn't mean that they're wrong in, in the way that they feel about it's the situation. Ridiculous.
1: They're, 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 it's just come on. The guy the guy posted memes. OK, five, six, seven years ago.
2: They weren't five, six, seven years mean- ago. They were a couple years ago. 2019 and, okay so i'm sorry and he uh, okay. and and 2020 and 2021 and he had the opportunity to come out and say i don't support the content of these means and he didn't so they're going to feel the way they the feel opportunity about
1: it to take to take them down but he didn't he chose not to right that's so just, then suffer the true. consequences for it the, the, the consequences are I, I, I ridiculous it's ridiculous so was posting them means, in the first place your, your 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 two wrongs uh, don't make a right you said it yourself right i I did say it myself, but that that's his choice to have them up that's his choice to not take them down, but that's not wrong that he didn't take them down
2: It is if it's hateful it toward is. people
1: and what what she just said what she just came out and said on that day on Friday is hateful towards the white community
2: who said that she said it?
1: It's all over the news i mean it, uh that they played us um uh what do you call it? There's a, 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 I don't know if it was a news, a news feed or something, or it was in, uh, I don't know, there was some article on it.
2: Well, I'll have to find that and check it out, because I don't remember reading that or hearing that, but uh, I'll, I'll see what I well, can why find we, out.
1: Why, why are we even talking about it, then, if you don't remember hearing about it? Why is it even brought up on your, on your show? I
2: don't know why you're talking about it. Were you there?
1: No, but you were just talking about it not uh, on the last caller. The call or the call or the call no, I was before. talking about
2: the video that was posted uh, with uh, on New Bedford guides. Uh, uh, I saw right. it on Instagram about
1: her, about her, about her, right, about her saying that that the white people don't understand or something like that. Oh yeah, that's, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm mis-
2: no, I misunderstood. I thought you meant the comment that happened outside City Hall.
1: That I heard, that I heard from a caller on South Coast Tonight. Yes, yeah, so I'm I, just. I, I want to say it was Carlos. I'm not. Carlos I'm not
2: going to necessarily Carlos. believe that. No offense toward no, Carlos, I, you know, but i I would want I would want to see proof. No, I
1: think Carlos is a great reporter. And if it was good, if it was Carlos good, uh, that said it, he
2: probably uh, has video of it. If that's the case,
1: right, right. I think he did say he had video of it. I don't know if it's on his website, but anyways, that that's I find that hateful. So no. am I going to go outside and protest that I, I think it's April? No, I'm going to call WBSN. I'm
2: <laughs> it's the same thing. This is, this is exercising your right to free speech. i got to hold you there because i got to take a break. All right, But you have yeah. a good day. Callers, hang on. We'll try and squeeze you in before we run out of time. But I do have to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. The local talk rolls on. The weather's getting nicer. It's a little bit warmer. Sun is out. Why not take a ride to Rainham and visit the Barrels and Boards Marketplace? First of all, you can stop into the restaurant. You can get yourself something to eat because they have great food there. Uh, but And of course, Chef Manny is a new Bedford guy, so he takes all the, all the stuff you'd expect to find on a menu and puts his own twist on it. Plus, he comes up with all kinds of new dishes that you won't find anywhere else. So have yourself a meal in the restaurant, but then also visit the marketplace and take home some of the great food they have in the marketplace. They have all the same great quality meats and seafoods that they serve in the restaurant available for you to take home through the marketplace. They also have pre-made meals. So maybe you got to get something that you're going to put in the fridge and heat up the next day. It can be individual. It can be family size. They've got both. You also can get frozen pizzas and all their signature flavors. You can even get their delicious candied bacon appetizer with the butterscotch that you take and you baste on on the bacon with the brush they give you. You can get a kit that makes it so that you can make that at home nice and easy for yourself. And you know what's great about doing that? You can make it when nobody else is home. So they don't know that you had it. You don't have to share with them like you do in the restaurant. So check it out for yourself. The Barrels and Boards Marketplace. Oh, and I forgot. You want to make sure you get one of those Montelio's desserts for yourself too. You can go to the Barrels and Boards Marketplace. It's located on Route 138 in Rainham. Right off 495. Right down the road from the end of 140, there or go right where 140 ends at the uh, Taunton rotary there and splits off and goes the other way. You want to take the 138 way, and that will take you right down to Barrels and Boards a few miles down the road. A quick drive, well worth it, and you can check out more at Barrelsandboardsma.com. That's Barrels, the letter N, Boardsma.com. All right, let's go back to the phones. Good morning, you're next on WBSM. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. Once, twice. Okay. Why don't we take our final break of the hour? If you want to call in, 508-996-0500. When we come back after the news at eleven, we'll be joined by Jacks Blaine as we turn on the light.
0: If you want to hear everything,
2: moments we have left, you're next on WBSM. Hi you're on, the air. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, is this me? Only you know for sure. It sounds like you though.
3: Yeah, it's me. This is a Jeff from New Bedford, uh, first-time caller, long-time arguer on the Facebook page. <laughs> Hello,
2: Jeff. Great to hear from you. Uh,
3: so, I just wanted to speculate on the kind of white people she was talking about. Sure. Because, you know, whenever stuff crops up like this, you know, there's always people that kind of line up to, you know, downplay racism and sexism and transphobia and homophobia and all of that, and that's probably what she means. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's
2: just the people that feel empowered to be able to say these kind of things. It's not. Yeah. It's not the average person.
3: Yeah, you know, and the way people argue about it about it too it's like, you know, they won't. They'll argue about, well, you know, he's got this right to have an opinion, but like they won't talk about what the opinion is because you know it's horrible.
2: Right. You, you know. Yeah. No. And, I,
3: you know, I just a just and, the thought. No, yeah, I, I think. I, to throw that out there.
2: I think you're right. I think it's less about like the color of his skin and more about the content of his experience. That's all. So, all right. Well, thank you for the call. Don't be a stranger. Yeah, have a good afternoon. You, easy. you as well. And uh, we will certainly take more of your phone calls coming up in the next hour, but we'll have Jack Spillane with us as we'll be turning on the light. I'm sure we'll be talking about this and some other things as well. Uh, so if you want to call in, 508 996 0500. And you can also send us app chat messages on the WBSM app as well. But it's always great when it's the two of us here uh, if you want to call in and, and get involved in the conversation with us that way. Uh, again, I want to remind you all, in case I forget to do it again before the end of the program, that tonight on Sunday, Coast tonight they have a couple of important guests or well, m- multiple important guests and of course Chris will be back with Marcus they're going to be talking with um, representative Chris Markey and senator Mark Montigny at 7 to talk about some major developments in that septic story that's affecting people in Dartmouth as well as people on the Cape and maybe even some people in New Bedford and other folks in water side,
0: waterfront communities without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop